Book genres are so 20th century. No, 19th century. They made sense when each book needed to be placed on a physical shelf so people could find similar titles. But what if you want to find a vampire romance, a post-apocalyptic comedy, a Western mystery where the main character is an android, a World War II adventure with magic, or a story based around a character of any race or religion or gender, set in any time or any place you choose. Scribble now brings searching for books into the 21st century, even if you're looking for one set in the 17th. Find the books you'll love by selecting the story elements that matter to you at scribble.com. You'll never look for books the same way again. Search by story elements only at scribble.com. That's S-C-R-I-B-L dot com. You're hired. Interview skills to get the job by Lauren Epstein, read by the author. Episode 4. Welcome back for Chapter 3. Now I'm going to talk to you about what to do during the interview. The interview context. The purpose of your resume is to get you the interview. The purpose of the interview is to get you the job. That's right. You get the interview so you can get the job. It could be a phone interview or an in-person interview, but either way, you will need to have some conversation with the recruiter or hiring manager before you get a job offer. Of course, you are not the only one selling yourself during an interview. The recruiter or hiring manager is also selling you on the position and the organization. The interview is your opportunity to better understand What makes this position the right one for you? Your interviewers want to hire you. Remember, that is the big secret. They want to meet you and know that you are the person they want. Knowing this, going into the interview should put you at ease. They have already decided to hire the perfect candidate. There are only two questions you should be considering in the interview process. One is, are you the perfect candidate for the job? The other is, Does this job meet your needs? That's it. Do your best to answer these two questions and you will have accomplished a great deal. Getting the job or not is moot if you are not a fit for the employer or if they're not a fit for you. If both answers to these questions are yes, then you can tip the scale by applying these simple but highly effective principles outlined in my talk. The trick to interviewing well is to distinguish yourself from all the other candidates the interviewers will see. Many times, candidates who interview for a job are at about the same caliber as one another. So you want to take every opportunity to present yourself as the most professional, organized, and well-equipped person for the job. That is the heart of the matter, making sure you have honed every skill at your disposal. Be on time. Being on time for an interview means getting there 15 minutes before your scheduled appointment. Being on time for your interview, or anything in life for that matter, is more than just getting there early. It is a method we use to communicate about what is important to us. If you are generally late in your life, I invite you to look into what that is. Don't stop with the first thing that comes to your mind either. Look a little deeper and see what you're communicating to others when you're late. If you are going to be late, call the recruiter or interviewer as soon as possible. Make sure you have the phone number of the receptionist, recruiter, 
or hiring manager to call in case of an emergency. People understand that delays can occur, and most will give you some slack. But if you don't call and are late, you will hurt your chances of getting the job. Arriving 15 minutes before the interview is scheduled will give you enough time to settle yourself, go to the restroom, get a drink of water, or just sit and read your notes about the company. There is nothing like settling in once you have arrived. Being early gives you greater confidence than rushing into an interview without any time to acclimate yourself to the new environment. Being too early sends an incorrect message as well. Showing up too early, more than 15 minutes, makes you seem too eager. And if you come to the job interview too early, you may inconvenience and perhaps annoy the interview team. They are usually busy and may have several candidates in at the same time. The recruiters will have to stop what they're doing to take care of you. Be respectful of their time. If you arrive more than 15 minutes early, wait in the parking lot, a coffee shop, or someplace nearby. I had a young man fly in from out of town the day prior to his interview. We had flown him in from Illinois and put him up in a local hotel. The day prior to his interview, he called me and left a message asking when he should arrive at our location. I called his hotel room back and left a message saying 9 a.m. The next morning, he arrived at 7 a.m., tired and wasted from his travels. I felt bad for him as he was setting himself up to wreck his day-long interview. I asked if he had gotten the message and he said no but he had seen the blinking light on the phone in his hotel room. This was poor planning on his part and had the potential to negatively affect his interview. He was made an offer, but partially because I made sure no one knew about his mistake. Be mentally prepared. The most important thing you can do with your extra 15 minutes is to get your mind and attitude ready for what is about to happen. Come to the interview with the expectation that you will get an offer, that they will be professional that the interviewer will ask you the relevant questions, and that you will be clear and articulate. Now I'm going to give you a relaxation technique. If you find yourself breathing hard and your heart is racing, here is a simple relaxation technique that takes one or two minutes. Actually, you can do it in about 20 seconds. Here we go. Take a deep breath. And do not stop until you have reached the count of 10. Take plenty of time to bring your breath in. Hold this breath and count to seven. Then slowly release the air, counting down from ten to one, and making sure you finish breathing out by the time you reach one. Do this several times and your entire body will relax automatically. Now I'm going to give you a visualization technique. Before you go for the interview, Take a few minutes to get your mind in the proper state. Close your eyes and imagine what it would be like working at this company. See yourself being happy and excited about this new job possibility, in the role you want, earning the money you want, having the kind of impact you want. Hold these thoughts as your personal truth. If thoughts of doubt come up, that is okay. Just go back to the thoughts of you getting the job. Do this for five minutes or until you are feeling confident that this job is yours. Bring copies of your resume. It is easy to presume that the people you interview will have a copy of your resume. You sent it to them. You assume they read it. 
So why do you need to bring extra copies? The people you interview with are busy and may forget to have a copy with them. Or maybe the recruiter never got them the copy in the first place. Or sometimes they just don't take the time to read it until the last moment. If this happens, having your resume in hand will prevent delays and will show that you are prepared to get the job done. Have a copy of your resume for each person you are set to see. If you're not sure, bring five copies and you're covered. This is the easiest thing to do to show your interviewer that you are responsible and prepared for the unexpected. I was interviewed at a place I had sent my resume to several weeks prior. I was expecting my resume would be disseminated and read by those who would be interviewing me. When I got there, the second question they asked me was, Do you have a copy of your resume? I thought they were very unprofessional and made my mind up on the spot that I would not take an offer from them. I have learned since that this happens a lot, more often than I thought. So I make sure to keep extra copies with me to avoid getting caught short. As a recruiter, I always send a copy of the resume to the interviewing managers well in advance. But it never fails. Managers either don't read their email or don't have the right copy on hand, leaving it up to the candidate or me to deliver one promptly. One thing you can do to be prepared with your resume is to email a copy to yourself that you have one available at all times. Selling yourself. Many candidates forget that the purpose of the interview is to sell your best assets to the client. Period. The word sell has become taboo in our society. This is a false notion that needs to be changed now. We are always selling who we are. If you're married, you sold yourself to your partner. He or she bought who you are and keeps buying it every day. That means you're the one doing the selling. It is a subtle sell, and it works for you. Take that ability and use it in your interview. Your job is to share, clearly and honestly, your work experience and to highlight stories that exemplify what you're capable of doing. If you excel at relating to people, let them know that in the form of a story. Tell it as a narrative with details and make sure your story works. Tell it to a friend a few times to see what they think. Telling a narrative is pretty simple once you get the basic formula. A story, narrative, is composed of three parts. The first part is the background. The second part is setting up the tension. And the third part is releasing the tension and the conclusion. That's it. So when you look at your story, whether it be the story from your last work experience or your life, and you're sharing it with the interviewer, telling it in that format makes it work. In a moment, I'm going to share with you a sample of a story about my skills. What do you notice when you hear it? What information does it tell you? If you have issues with talking positively about yourself, get over it. No, really, get over it. It is time for you to take charge of your future and practice selling yourself to others. Join Toastmasters, take a speech class at a local community college, and practice in a mirror or with a friend. Here's a sample narrative. I started working as a recruiter 12 years ago, and during that time, I've hired over 500 highly skilled engineers software developers, and managers 
with too many skills to recall. You would hire me to source, screen, and hire highly qualified employees quickly. I am qualified to do full lifecycle recruiting from sourcing candidates to negotiating offers and checking references. I am flexible and can work both in teams and on my own. I prefer to have as much control in the hiring process as possible. My current and past employers are available to give you great references on my performance. Be clear about what they really want from you. Knowing the expectations of the manager will have a beneficial effect on how you interview. There are critical questions you must ask before you leave the interview regarding the specifics of the job for which you are applying. Expectations of your performance can vary from company to company, even if you have the same job title. Make sure you know the expectations your manager has of you. The answer to these questions could affect your future raises or promotions. Find out if you're expected to go out for a beer on Friday afternoons or join sports teams in order to fit in. Your work has a culture, and you will need to adopt it if you expect to grow there. Leave your interview knowing what you were expected to do and what results you are expected to generate. Get this in writing if you can. Sometimes it can come in the form of a job description. However, some companies won't provide one, so don't press the issue if they don't. I have taken jobs where they expected me to do things I would prefer not to do, like mopping the floors or cleaning the toilets. Really. I took a job once not knowing how much I would be paid or with what frequency. This became a bone of contention between the employer and myself, so much so that I eventually quit. I did not feel that they cared about my needs, which is very important for me. Had I gotten this in writing beforehand, my expectations would have matched my results, thereby reducing my frustration and upset. I am sure I would have been more patient with the schedule of salary payments had I known this in advance. The key here is that you are creating a new relationship with expectations for both yourself and your employer. Knowing what is required of you before you start will help you in deciding whether to take the job or not. Take charge of your life and be responsible for knowing what you want and what is expected of you in return. Raise your hand and ask questions. One thing that displays your intelligence is your ability to analyze data and ask relevant questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. It will take you down the path to more questions, revealing more about the job for which you are interviewing. Having questions for later will help with your follow-up calls. It gives you a stronger reason to call back and shows you are thinking about what was said to you. Creating a list of questions. Create a list of at least six questions to ask the interviewers. You can have a list of 20 or more, but have a handful that you can count on. Writing down 20 questions will give you at least six good ones to ask. You could easily forget questions, as your head will be filled with a ton of new information. So having them written down will assure that you ask them. Always have something to say when they ask if you have a question. Not asking questions won't hurt you, but remember, you are looking to be smarter than the average bear. They asked you what? 
what you cannot be asked in an interview. There are rules about what an interviewer can ask you. They were created to protect your privacy and eliminate biases in hiring practices. There was a time, not long ago, when companies would qualify candidates on factors unrelated to the job, such as marital status, personal lifestyle, or religious affiliations. Laws now regulate what can and cannot be asked. I'm going to read you a list of things that you cannot be asked. Anything about your marital status or family obligations. Your use of drugs, legal or illegal, or alcohol. However, they can give you a drug screen. The number of workdays that you miss due to illness. You can be asked, how would you rate your overall attendance record? This subject has become even more sensitive with the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act. The number of worker compensation injuries you have had or claims you have filed. Whether or not you're a smoker or a non-smoker. An interviewer can let you know that you'll be working in a smoke-free facility. Your arrest record. A criminal background check may be done which will turn up any convictions you've had. Your religion, beliefs in God, or spiritual affiliations. Your race or national origin. Your age, your height, your weight. Your disabilities, unless they will interfere with your work. In that case, they may have to provide you with tools to mitigate any limitations if they are within reason. If you are asked these questions, you can politely remind the interviewer that the question is inappropriate. Or you can just say that you would rather not answer. I encourage you to report inappropriate questions to your state's Department of Labor. If they are not responsive, you can contact the United States Department of Labor in Washington, D.C. If you have reservations about a question, there is only one safe policy. Don't answer. Ask the interviewers the purpose of the question and why they are asking. If you still don't want to answer, Politely tell them you do not believe the question is relevant to the position. Here are some samples of inappropriate questions. These questions can be viewed as an attempt at gaining illegal information. Your response should be, I would rather not answer your question. Once you have said that, or something like it, you may want to excuse yourself and end the interview. Remind yourself that working for a company that would ask these types of questions is not for you. Here they are. Do you have a distinctive accent? Are you Asian? Flagstep has a rather small Jewish community. From the sound of your name, this might be of interest to you. That's an attempt to gain religious information. This department is made up entirely of men. As a female, would you find that difficult? This implies that gender is a qualification and is also illegal. Is your spouse looking for work in this area? That is an attempt to gain marital status information. Do your children attend school or how old are they? Could we help you get in touch with a minister or a rabbi, etc. while you're visiting our campus? That is an attempt to gain religious information. Are you a minority? That question is not job related and illegal. From your credentials, we were expecting someone much older. How old are you? 
This may cause the applicant to question whether age is a factor in the decision. Age discrimination is illegal. Questions you can be asked in an interview. Demonstrate what you know. This could be in the form of a hypothetical simulation or technical question you will need to answer. Here are some examples. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Describe a past success and how you made it happen. Describe a past failure and what you learned from it. Why are you leaving your current position? Describe your work history and explain why you left your past jobs. Who the heck did I just talk to? When you make your follow-up calls, make sure you address people by their proper names and titles. Before, during, and after your interview, write down the names of the people you just spoke with. When you leave the interview, you should fill out the organizational chart that we talked about earlier. This will take care of remembering who is who and where they belong in the company relative to everyone else. Notes are not just for passing. Taking notes will help you remember what was said in the interview and will give you a place to write down questions to ask later. However, don't get too buried with your pen and paper and make sure you stay focused on the interviewer. Always ask if it's okay to take notes while you're in the interview. Some people prefer that you don't write things down while they are talking to you, so respect their request if that is the case. Saying I and not we. When you are asked questions about the work you performed, make sure you answer in the first person, starting your sentences with I. Many candidates answer questions using we and not me. This never works. It tells the interviewer you're either not listening or you did not do what you're saying you did. If you answer to a question, we designed that advertising program. The interviewer will think that you worked on a team and supported the process in some way. They will not get a clear understanding of your abilities. To avert this error, practice answering questions in the first person using I and me. Take a few minutes and have a friend ask you questions about the work you do in a mock interview. Have them repeat back to you what they heard you say. Listen to what they say. Is it what you meant to communicate? Breaking bread. Sharing a meal with your future coworkers can be your moment to shine. You have an opportunity to conduct yourself in a very comfortable setting. The interviewers will have their guard down and will tend to be relaxed. If they're not enjoying themselves, be cautious about working at this place. Most people allow themselves to be real when they're out of the work environment, such as when they're eating a meal. Either way, you will see the social side of your colleagues. If you're funny, take this moment to share some humor. If you're knowledgeable in history or some new technology, share this. Don't hesitate to talk shop. It will give you your chance to show your passion for work. The meal will leave an impression of what kind of person you will be to work with. This is as important to you as it is to them. You do not want to work someplace where you will be the outsider because of your personality type. For example, if the group is composed of very gregarious people, you may feel uncomfortable if you have a more reserved personality. You've been listening to Your Hired, interview skills to get the job. This audiobook is copyright 2007, Lauren Epstein. 
and is released under a Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives United States License. You may, in fact you are encouraged to, make as many copies of this work to share as you like. You may not profit from it, nor may you make changes to it. You must also state who wrote and produced it. A copy of this license is available at creativecommons.org. Your Hired is a free audiobook available at yourhiredbook.com and patiobooks.com. Your Hired is available as a print book from Lauren's website at yourhiredbook.com and at amazon.com. Lauren is available to speak to your group or provide career and interview coaching. Go to his website at www.yourhiredbook.com to reach him. If this book is of value to you, please stop by the website and buy a print copy. Or, if you're getting this book through patiobooks.com, please go there to leave a donation. Your donations help support the author and patiobooks.com so they can continue to bring you quality audiobooks for free. This audiobook was recorded and produced at Dancing Cat Studios in Vienna, Virginia. Dancing Cat Studios produces fiction and non-fiction audiobooks for the DIY author. Contact information can be found on the web at dancingcatstudios.com. You can also reach us through email at dancingcatstudios at gmail.com.